Welcome to 340B Insight from 340B Health. Hello from Washington, D.C., and welcome back to 340B Insight, the podcast about the 340B drug pricing program. I'm David Glendinning with 340B Health. We are happy to be back in our regular recording studio after our trip to San Diego for this year's 340B Coalition Winter Conference. Our guest today is Lauren Aronson, the Executive Director of the Campaign for Sustainable Drug Pricing. This group is a broad coalition of healthcare system leaders, providers, hospitals, patients, health plans, and others that monitor the latest developments in drug pricing and promote bipartisan solutions aimed at lowering U.S. drug prices. 340B Health is one of these coalition members. We spoke with Lauren about some of the drug pricing hikes that occurred in the first few weeks of 2022. We also discussed the role that the campaign and 340B play in the prescription drug pricing debate that has heated up in recent years. But before we go to that interview, let's take a minute to cover some of the latest news about 340B. The number of drug companies imposing restrictions on 340B pricing for drugs dispensed at contract pharmacies has risen to 13. Pfizer is the latest company to announce that it would impose a restrictive policy. The action, which is set to take effect March 1st, includes one of Pfizer's best-selling products, Zelgens, which is a drug used to treat rheumatoid arthritis and other chronic conditions. Hospitals that do not provide contract pharmacy claims data for Zelgens will no longer have access to 340B pricing when the drug is dispensed through contract pharmacy arrangements, with certain strict exceptions. Pfizer also said it would revise its 340B payment policy for 11 oral oncology drugs that the company distributes through a limited network. 340B Health members can access more details about the Pfizer policy changes in the show notes. And now for our feature interview with Lauren Aronson with the Campaign for Sustainable Drug Pricing. CSRXP has been a key player in the national drug pricing debate for the better part of the past decade. That debate is in the forefront of legislative priorities for the current Congress, while drug companies continue announcing new pricing increases. So there was no better time to sit down with Lauren to explore the lay of the land for drug pricing, as well as where 340B has shown up on that map. Our own Miles Goldman recently sat down with Lauren to hear more. Here's that conversation. Thank you, David. I'm joined by Lauren Aronson, the executive director of CSRXP. Lauren, there's been a lot of news about drug pricing over the first month or so of the new year, and I'm looking forward to diving into all of it with you. Welcome to 340B Insight. Thank you, Miles. It's uh, great to be with you here today. Can you share with our listeners what CSRXP is and how it was formed? So CXRXP, the Campaign for Sustainable Drug Pricing, started in 2014, largely as a response to Savolde. When Savolde hit the market, we had a public outcry over the price associated with that drug. When I think back to when we had drugs hit the market in the late 80s to a significant public outcry, 
we had outcry for a drug that was $2,000 in 1989. And you think about drugs coming to market now that are upwards of $1 million. So CXRXP was born. And early on, our initial goals were really just to have a high-level dialogue and to inform the public about drug price increases. Over the years, our, our membership has grown, and we now represent a variety of organizations across the board, you know, hospitals, nurses, physicians, health plans, ha- um, pharmacists, you know, et cetera. And what really reunites our members is a concern about how brand name manufacturers are really not only controlling the market, but our members don't have any ability to push back on price increases. It has a huge impact on what consumers are paying at the pharmacy counter and what they're paying in terms of their you know, their premiums. It has a huge impact on how hospitals are trying to budget. And then all of a sudden you may have a huge price increase on a drug that you didn't anticipate on. So you think fast forward to where we are in 2022 now, you know, we have seen a significant amount of even continued worse activity from brand name manufacturers. They are raising prices multiple times a year for no rhyme or reason. And, you know, Consumers are tired of it. Payers are tired of it. Congress is tired of it. It's one of the few things we have seen where there is bipartisan interest in really addressing this issue. And so for for CXRXP, this is sort of the moment to try to continue and to push and really bring down prices for consumers. And are there a few pillars you're particularly focused on? Yeah, so we focus on, I say, three main areas, transparency, competition, and value. We have zero insight into how manufacturers determine the price of their product. And so from a transparency perspective, really understanding how manufacturers price their product, what are the inputs? We often hear manufacturers talk about uh, research and development costs, but there have also been numerous studies to suggest that actually prices that manufacturers in part on consumers have nothing to do with research and development costs. In fact, manufacturers actually spend more on marketing and advertising than they do on research and development costs. So again, having more transparency into manufacturers is really critically important from our perspective. The second pillar is really competition. From our perspective, the market is broken and we need market-based solutions that are gonna put pressure on manufacturers to bring down prices. And one of the key ways of doing that is by having more competition in the market. So more generic drugs, more biosimilars, having more drugs on the market is really gonna help bring down these prices and give consumers and payers more choices. The third bucket is value. You wanna make sure that we're paying drugs for their value itself and making sure that when we're having a conversation about manufacturers and drugs, that drugs that are being approved are actually gonna be efficacious and helpful to consumers. In the first month or so of the of the new year, a number of drug companies have announced price increases for their products. What are some of the trends you're seeing? So according to GoodRx, just in January alone of this year, we've seen manufacturers hike prices on 765 brand name drugs, which is an average of about 4.8%. We've seen egregious pricing practices across the board from a variety of manufacturers. We have seen manufacturers continuously raise their prices, sometimes 20 times the rate of inflation going back to 2014. So the egregious pricing practices and this trend is just continuing. Do some manufacturers or or specific drugs uh, stick out to you? It's unfortunately across the board, but just to give you a couple of of examples. um, So in January, some of the most egregious practices we've seen was from Pfizer. Um, Pfizer hiked prices on more than 100 drugs, including a whopping 16.8% price increase um, on a popular drug that treats um, arthritis and blood diseases and cancers. 
Um, GlaxoSmithKline raised prices on more than 30 drugs, including a cancer drug. Um, Gilead raised prices on HIV drugs. So we're really seeing it across the board from brand name manufacturers. Are there more price increases to come this year? I would love to say that this is a one time and we're done, but we know manufacturers continue to price their products whenever they want to. We see multiple price increases, usually several times a year. The biggest increases generally come in January and June, July. But um, I would say, unfortunately, giddy up because we are going to continue to see price increases for quite some time until there's, you know, either administration or congressional pressure on manufacturers. And I'm glad you alluded to different government actions, and I I do want to talk more about those. But first, I want to talk about a subject that's very familiar to our listeners, the 340B Drug Pricing Program. It's uh, celebrating its 30th anniversary later this year. How do you think 340B has affected drug pricing? 340B has been an incredibly valuable program for safety net institutions. There's no question that hospitals and patients would be seeing significant prices on several drugs um, had it not been for the 340B program. So we think the 340B program is really just an an incredibly um, value add to our nation. And we are greatly concerned by seeing brand name manufacturers really trying to, to stop that program from being as effective as it can be. It really is very concerning to CXRXP that we are seeing brand name manufacturers not only try to assault the program, but go to court to stop the program itself. I want to look ahead now, just kind of to the future of, of drug pricing. We're, we're seeing some new drugs coming to market with astronomical prices. Adahelm has become the latest example. What can be done to rein in these prices? When we're thinking about the drug pricing problem, you know, members of Congress sometimes really want to focus on one solution to one problem. But the challenge here with drug pricing is that it's a multifaceted problem. You know, I think about it in three different buckets. So we have new drugs coming to market with significant price uh, prices associated with them. And Algehelm is certainly one of them, to your point. The second bucket are drugs that have been on the market for several years and we're seeing repeated, I mean, incremental, but repeated increases multiple times a year, which really has a lasting impact on consumers, on hospitals and payers. And in the third bucket we're seeing, you know, I, I consider sort of the uh, Martin Screlys of the world are the drugs that have been in the market for 30, 40, 50 years who have significant price increases for no rhyme or reason. So as we're thinking about how to address these issues, we need to think about the problem we're trying to solve. Uh, With respect to Agilehelm, one of the biggest challenges with that drug is just the questionable efficacy of the drug itself. CXRXP was quite disappointed to see the FDA approve the drug, given that there really isn't a ton of data to show that this drug will not only help Alzheimer's patients, but it actually, in many instances, could be harmful. So we have grave concerns about drugs that are being approved that are not necessarily efficacious. And then you go one step further and really think about the price tag associated with that drug. You know, Agilehelm was originally priced at about $56,000. Biogen lowered it only under under significant pressure from the public. And my question back to Biogen is why? Why couldn't the drug be priced even lower? Why all of a sudden just reduce the price because of the public pressure? I mean, that just shows that these manufacturers are determining the price based on what they believe the market will bear, not based on any sort of science. Um, So from our perspective, we need to try to do a a number of different things. One, we need more transparency into how manufacturers determine the price of their product. 
Two, we really need to hold manufacturers accountable for the egregious pricing practices that we're seeing. And three, we need to have a real serious conversation in this country about whether or not we need to really start to reimburse um, and pay for drugs based on their efficaciousness. And so as we, we think about those those solutions, Congress has been debating drug pricing for several years now. Has there been any progress? Absolutely. We know the way we like to think about it is we don't want perfect to be the enemy of good. And yes, there are a lot of things that still need to be dealt with, but we have seen Congress make great strides the last couple of years. We had a bill become law several years ago called the CREATES Act, was just trying to stop some very discreet practices where brand name manufacturers were trying to block um, generic manufacturers from, from getting access to samples to do bioequivalence testing. You know, we're seeing all sorts of different kinds of shenanigans and Congress is addressing them one by one. We are very excited by several of the provisions in the Build Back Better plan that is currently being discussed in Congress. You know, holding drugs down to the rate of inflation is really incredibly important from our perspective. We are also very encouraged by provisions in the bill that will hold manufacturers accountable and make them pay additional dollars in the catastrophic phase of the Medicare Part D program. With drug prices increasing as substantially as they are, manufacturers need to be held accountable. As we await to see what happens with, with Build Back Better, what are the next big steps you think Congress should take to, to rein in drug prices? Well, we're seeing a number of um, committees do investigations, which we think is incredibly important. As I mentioned earlier, transparency is something that really lacks in this market. We've seen the House Oversight uh, Committee do a variety of investigations into manufacturers. And we've learned a a number of things from reports like oversight committees reports. We've learned that manufacturers, uh, when when they're determining the price of their product, really has no correlation directly to the research and development costs. So when I think about what Congress can and should be doing, we need to continue to focus on that oversight perspective because we do see egregious pricing happening across the board. We're also very encouraged by work happening in the Judiciary Committee looking at patent abuse and patent thickets. And so there is a variety of work that's happening, and we remain very hopeful that Congress will continue its work. You mentioned patent thickening. Can you tell me more about what that is? So patent thickets are basically when you have a brand name manufacturer try to file a variety of patents on one drug. One of the best examples here is Humira. Humira has been in the market since 2002. AbbVie uh, is manufacturer of Humira. And one of the practices that AbbVie actively engages in to protect their market share is to what we call to contribute and to create a patent thicket, where basically you're filing not one, not two, but hundreds of patents on various elements of the drug to prevent any sort of competition. And so it forces any sort of generic or manufacturer to really challenge each individual patent, which basically just means that AbV can continue its monopoly over Humira for as long as this litigation is underway. So by having multiple patents on a drug or even the processes around a drug really prevents any sort of lower cost competition from coming to market. The Senate Finance Committee held a hearing in 2019 talking about this and had several CEOs come up and testify on it. And I remember vividly hearing Senator John Cornyn really question the CEO of AbbVie aggressively to say, you know, I don't understand. It's one drug. Why are there hundreds of patents on this one drug? What do you think are the odds of of drug pricing legislation being enacted this year? 
I'm an internal optimist, um, but I, I do feel pretty confident that we'll see something significant happen. There are obviously a lot of drug pricing policies in the BBB. You know, obviously the House did pass that package. Um, the Senate's probably going to start over with it with a different base. But we do know that the drug pricing pieces are one of the few things that do unite the Democratic caucus right now in the Senate. Even Senator Joe Manchin has been very clear that he is very supportive of a lot of the drug pricing provisions in the BBB. So uh, we do expect there to be significant pricing policies that become law this year. You mentioned before about the Biden administration and, and, and its interest as well in, in drug pricing. Are there ways you would encourage the administration to take executive action on drug prices? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges we saw here was just that the, you know, going back to your question about Agilehelm is, you know, having the FDA approve a drug that is questionable in terms of its outcomes is, is really quite startling and concerning. On the flip side, though, heartened to see CMS take appropriate action by saying, you know what, the evidence here is questionable and we are only going to cover it in very limited circumstances. And so to the extent that FDA and CMS can coordinate in those things, we think is incredibly important. We do also believe that we've seen a lot of work happening between and coordination across the government. So not only with NHHS, but also working with the Patent Trade Office, there's a lot that could be done there to help reduce some of the abuses we're seeing from manufacturers as it relates to patent abuse and just seeing more of a uh, cross-agency approach to this is, is really encouraging. Well, Lauren, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to, to see how drug pricing continues to play out. I know our, our listeners will, will be watching as they continue to try to make sure that patients uh, get access to the medications they need. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Our thanks again to Lauren Aronson for her unique insight into the drug pricing hike so far this year and for her perspective on where the drug pricing debate in the U.S. might lead us. We are grateful for the work that CSRXP does and are proud to be a member of the coalition. And speaking of coalitions, we so enjoyed seeing so many of you in person at the recent 340B Coalition Winter Conference in San Diego. It was great to see so many 340B professionals gather for the first time in two years. Thank you to all who stopped by our plexiglass recording studio, especially those of you who sat down with us for interviews. We are very excited to share those conversations in the coming weeks. If you couldn't make the trip to San Diego or missed us while you were there, we still want to hear from you. Please email episode ideas and feedback to podcast at 340bhealth.org. We will be back in a couple of weeks. As always, thanks for listening and be well. Thanks for listening to 340B Insight. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, visit our website at 340bpodcast.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at 340B Health and submit a question or idea to the show by emailing us at podcast at 340bhealth.org.